folks, you're very welcome along this morning. The oil is my show. Our special guest tonight, uh, Conor McAlliskey, Archie Beattie, and Fergal Logan. Lots to discuss, lots to chat about, and lots to reflect on. Before we do, I just want to say uh, a note of sympathy to, to, to the clubs of Kilisha, Clahar, Oma, and Trulloch on their recent bereavements. Some very, very sad news of the weekend. And uh, it does put a lot of things in perspective, but it also shows the good strength that the GEA is uh, throughout the, the community. And, uh, well, Lots to get uh, to have a look at on the chat about. We'll uh, start with Damien. Busy weekend. Busy week. Busy week of uh, senior league action. Yeah, certainly was Noel. Um, I'm going to mute the other mics here just to, just to keep them right, and I'll bring them in whenever we're we're going to be talking to them here because a bit of, bit of background noise. So we'll we'll just we'll just keep them on mute for a wee second or two. But yeah, busy weekend of course, Noel. Um, a full weekend of uh, fixtures, just bar the one, and of course our uh, commiserations and condolences to the to the family involved in uh, Kilisial at the weekend. Um, sad weekend for that for that club, um, but everybody else out and uh, some interesting results over the course of the two days. No, certainly. I suppose the whole thing started with the uh, the Division Three game and the Battle of the Thirds, as it was called, Eric and Kilisland. And uh, Eagle, big win for them up there in Killeen on, on Saturday. And then, of course, we had a, a huge program for ladies football on Friday night, which we'll, if we time, we'll look at as well. But most importantly, I suppose, the, the, uh, the league massive league football and some, some great games, some great scores, and some interesting uh, performances as well. Both of them start with uh, Division 3, as we did last week. And, uh, yeah. We start with Division 3 0 and uh, two defeats in a row for Bracca. They lost out to Drumquin. Drumquin won 10, Bracca 6 points. And I have to say, a very decent start to the season for Drumquin. Yeah, the funny thing is, there's a couple of guys back. The, 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 the lockdown actually has helped them in some respects. But uh, a special mention must be made of Pierce McGarry. Pierce McGarry gave a, an absolutely fantastic performance for Drumquin at the weekend and superb display from him. The young players coming through. And we mentioned there last week Ryan McCagan and Avery Patterson who are playing into their fourth decade. Before we go any further in this, we'll, we'll touch on this again in a minute. But we have to give a mention to Aidan McGahan, who made his debut for Kelly Mann in 1978 and played in the in the reserve game yesterday on Sunday there. So, I mean, uh, what, what does that tell you about, about Aidan McGahan? What a man. It's just what the GA is all about. And it's a fantastic story. So just on the back of the Drumcon one last week, I mean, Aidan McGahan, what a, what a, what a, I mean, a man. What a man. Absolutely, no, absolutely an incredible um, achievement and to be playing into playing for that length of time. I know I think Enda his son played as well at the weekend, obviously as as well. So um nice way to mark that, that game. But speaking of men who played into their or playing well into their fourth uh, decade, uh, Archie must be in his fifth. Archie, can we can we get can we get some sort of a statement from you on the fact that uh, the old men are making returns in division three? Yeah, firstly, thanks for having me on. And uh, I witnessed Aidan McGahan playing there yesterday. And let me tell you, the first thing is he didn't look out of place. Uh, and he slung a few points too. Uh, so, and we had a chat after the game for Playdlam. Uh, and his son had a mighty game for the, for the seniors, playing at 11 and was, a, was certainly a handful. Uh, but yes, I am in, I'm in much uh, the same as, 
as a uh, Neely and Ryan. Um, I started playing in the late nineties senior football, and I now didn't play much through the twenty tens. But I think I played my last, started my last senior game in twenty twelve, and as Noel has alluded to earlier on there. Lockdown has uh, turned a lot of things around for a lot of people and uh, I tried to use it as, as, as positive as I could and started out and getting into a bit of order and I found myself back playing a bit of senior football this year and it's, I cherish every moment of it, it's great. And as you can see, Noel, it's not doing him any harm at all. He's uh, living it up, I believe, down in the Sleeve Donner, maybe, down in Newcastle <laughs> this evening. Uh, it just shows you that uh, hand in hand with lockdown comes uh, a bit of... A bit of uh, Relaxation, staycation this weekend? Or That's this right. Weekend, are you? That's right. I, as soon as the game was over on Sunday, jumped in the car and down the road here for a few days around around Newcastle, the lovely county down. There's a training camp obviously on, no? <laughs> well, it was 30. I think it's a bit rich for Damien on this week to talk about guys heading off vacation. That's right. He was, he was in, uh, down in Fort Marnock, then down in Killa, and then playing golf in Adair, Adair House. Our dear manner, our dear manner. I mean, right. so, and I hear there's a, there's a few men that are uh, in bad old form that didn't get invited. <laughs> doesn't surprise me at all. Doesn't surprise me. Sorry <laughs> about Canavan. He just Canavan didn't put his hand in his pocket. That's the way. That's the way. <laughs> anyway, listen. We'll reflect on on the the broadcast. Ian, there were a couple of young players completely. Molly McDermott and guys again. Starting to get a few scores. Uh, oh my God! The score that turned the game, and that seemed the one for them. Brilliant start. Two away victories. Away to come. Not easy place to go, but it's a bit of a step on the lads this year. Too good. Was there. Yep. Good result for Trumpin. The second game in Division Three this week uh, in Group One was Clannagale two twelve. Cookston 18 points, I believe. Cookston were struggling all the way through this game, but they uh, they managed to kick the equalizer near the end, though. They kicked the equalizer game in the fourth minute of additional time. And uh, the first thing was that uh, Cookstown being a town team, people thought it might have been a problem. But actually, going to the was more problem with altitude. You're up in the mountain, you're up in the high. But or Cookstown uh, equalises in the fourth minute of additional time. Clan the Gale, great start. Danny Ball had a goal early on. They were on top. And Eric McGill, the other ball had brilliant performances from them. They take the win, but fair play to Cookstown. Old Mulligan, Matthew Carberry, by Potter, fought very, very hard. Strong breeze blowing as well as in Clan the Gale. Uh, so, as we're happy enough, I think Brandy Gale probably would have settled for a draw before it started, and uh, they were happy enough at the end of it. Archie, you'd have played a few games up in Clannagale Gale as well. Did, did, did yes. Not an easy place to go and get points, but man, it, it just shows us that Division 3 hasn't really changed the big pile, you know, in terms of the, the change of the format of the, of the league this year. It just shows you three draws this weekend. Shows you how competitive it is. There's no, no teams with standout results or big tankings. This is going to be a very, very competitive league and lead into hopefully a very competitive championship as well. You know, but with the fact that there's no relegation in Division 1-2 affects things maybe. 
but it doesn't affect things in, in Division 3. It, it leaves things maybe that shorter season and, and everybody's looking to get a everybody's looking to get a foothold in, in wherever they can and I see this being a very, very competitive league and championship. Well just to, just even to mark that a wee bit more and a bit more detail, Ernie at home to Castle Derby at the weekend, one twelve apiece, another very competitive no. game of football. Yeah, yeah. You know, Castle Derby have their tails up too. A you know big Kevin McChrystal's up there and he'll be cracking the whip and a he has three points out of a possible four and playing a good breed of football from what I can hear. A Ernie Ernie are, are never easy beat anywhere. So a, a two that, that's two more very competitive teams in, in this league and a, a good result for both teams. Interesting on that Jimmy McAveer, Johnny Laffrey actually damaged his hamstring in the warm up and was uh, played throughout the game. He had to go off early in the second half and they brought him back on the game and he actually nearly snatched the winner at the end even with a, a hamstring injury but Jimmy McAleer for Ernie was very very impressive he came off the bench last week and joined the game for them he had a huge uh, contribution this weekend 8 points but the top man in that game was Mark Corey actually had 1-7 very very good performance Tigers performance from Castle Derrick they were, they were 3 points behind as the game headed into the last 3 minutes and they hit the last 3 scores of the game to, to, to get a draw so it says something about you mentioned Kevin Crystal, the bit of character that he's putting into the team. Good performance, a good result. Never an easy place to go, especially in North Throne Derby and especially with your big rivals. So well done to, to the Derg, a good performance and a decent result. Yeah, we'll maybe bring Archie in on the next one. Uh, Derry Tresco 111, uh, Fintna 111. Fintna have been bemoaning the fact that your, their, your neighbours up there, uh, Archie, but they've been bemoaning the fact that things aren't going well at the minute. But that was a very impressive result to go away to Derry Tresco and to take a point out of that game. Sorry, I'll just bring you back in there now. Sorry, apologies. Have you muted? Go ahead. All right, Dean. Right. No, that was a big result, especially after a Kelly Mann beating Fintna quite impressively last week. A so that was a that was a big result for Fintna to take a point out of Derry Tresk. A so they've they've got the wheels back on and and they're going a, a really good response. A, that they got on the road, which isn't easy either. We know, all know it's not easy going anywhere on the lock shore up that direction and trying to get trying to get points. A, so fair play to Fintna, got their stuff together and, and picked up a well a hard earned point yesterday. Yeah, and uh, before we come on to that uh, game, just to be your own game, the Glenelli Drumra game, and maybe we're getting old as to sum up two of those games, but Glenelli Drumra, Glenelli came out of that game, uh, sat around in week one without uh, a game, but uh, had a home game against Drumra yesterday and won by a goal. Big result, big result. That's it. I'm just looking at me what I've written down here in notes, and I just read massive result for Glenelli. Massive result, as you say. Didn't didn't get a test last week, no game, and then uh, to pull Drumra. Drumra are a very progressive side over the last number of years. Get you know every year on year they're improving, getting better every year. So that's a big big result for Glenelli to go in and take a, take a, a scalp in in Drumra. Well, the, the, again, the interesting thing on, on that game was Glenelli, uh, as Damien has said, have been kicking their heels for the first week. Nothing, no action at all. Coming out against the Drumra team. We had a decent performance last week. Dramar were going to that coming to that game in a great deal of confidence. Shane Devine, Shane Sherry, very, very impressive. But the goal, they got a goal just after the start of the second half, and that, that was a key score. It, it put them uh, put them ahead and they just couldn't manage to close the gap. 
and with Shimmy Harkin and guys he got up there, you know, and, and uh, uh, Young McConnell, prime, absolutely superb performance from them. So big, big win for them. Good start to the season for them and just exactly what, what they required. And uh, it just, again, going back to what you were saying earlier about the competitiveness, people have talked about the, the fact that there's no relegation and so on. Some of these, in this, any of the games I've seen so far and any of the games I've reported on are certainly haven't been meaningless. There's plenty of competition, plenty of physicality, and plenty of commitment in the games. And then, finally, we're just going to go to the, the last game in Division uh, 2, Group 2, uh, was the Killiman game against Eskra and the 114-13 point win for Eskra, Archie? Yeah, well, Damien, as the, the scoreboard doesn't really reflect the game, that was a, a complete tough battle, a contest from, from word go. A, we, we pulled away cl- close to, you know, maybe the last quarter. And, but Gilliman did not take the foot off the pedal. And I'm feeling it this morning. A, a complete battle. Uh, you know, Enda McGahan, centre-half forward, was a, a complete handful from start to finish. And Gilliman were well-organised. Once again, I think I'm going to allude to their, their manager. A, and you can see Decky Trainer from Dungannon is, is, is managing and training and looking after Gilliman. And you can see influences of how he played. In these fellas, they never gave up. They never died. The, the, every ball was hurried and harassed. And a another team to be to, to watch out for. Let me tell you. And yesterday, not only was it a game, we you know we a league game, but we played for the Brenton Cues Memorial Cup, and we, we we played the senior game for it yesterday. And you can see how much it meant to to both clubs that they they were honouring the, the late Brenton Cues and. Nobody wanted to lose that game. It was a complete battle, a complete contest from, from, word, from word go. And uh, it, listen, it was just a pleasure to be involved in it as the first thing. And uh, it, that's Esker that's sitting now with four from four, but still lots of work to do. Uh, I think the, 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 the big guns to, to watch out for in Division 3 are, are Kildress and uh, teams like that that are that are really progressing and, and, and looking to, to move on. Interestingly, just on the, the Kelly Mann game, as I said, we mentioned Aidan McGowan earlier, uh, Ender hit nine this year to the 13th. Uh, Eamon Donnelly, Michael Donnelly, and uh, Alan Gann, uh, had the other scores for, for uh, Kelly Mann. Very, very close, very, very hard fought games. Mm-hmm. Mentioned again, it just shows the power of the GART. And you see that, 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 okay. That man, great, great man, superman that he was, and it's lovely to keep his memory. A, a very, very appropriate way to do it with that game between your, your yourselves and Kelly Man. But both clubs meant so much to him, and he meant so much to both clubs. Yeah, yeah. Brenton was a, a big character. Now, obviously, a uh, Brenton had passed away before I had alluded to Escra, but a uh, even since since I got there, the man's talked about on a regular basis. Big player, you know, a big man, a big player in the club behind the scenes and all the rest. And we all know the the, the influence that Peter has on the club. Uh, even when he's far away from home, he's still involved in everything we're doing and 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 keeping us right. And and, and a great fella and a great family. And you're right, Noel. A great tribute to, to Brenton to play that game. And every year, no matter whether that game's played as a as a challenge game or it's played as a prelude to the league. Let me tell you, she's a fiery affair every year. That's the nature of the beast. You wouldn't want, you wouldn't want it any other way. You wouldn't want it any other way. It has to be. We, can't, we, we can't let you away without talking about uh, Down, your 
I'm sure you know you're down there for a few few days break, but I'm sure you might run into an odd uh, county monitor too when you're about the hotel there. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Damien. In all honesty, uh, it's just a family break. I'm sitting here, a couple of the kids with me, whatever. Uh, this is just a, a, a getaway. Time enough, time enough yet. Well, you enjoy your vacation there, Archie, and uh, keep, keep the fitness uh, up because back next week. Yeah, yeah well, we have a big game next week now we'll have to go to we'll have Derry Trace coming to Escra and we'll, we'll have two points to pick up and we'll not be taking Derry Trace lately uh, one bit a good a really good side as well and uh, that's our focus for this weekend and yeah. I'd love to play I'd love to play some part in it well I have to say Sean Quinn last week told me that the, the, you turned the game what a player <laughs> what a game <laughs> oh, I know Far from it, but just listen, in, in terms of football and GAA, uh, I think, and I've been telling the boys, anybody, Lesker, any footballers I'm talking about, you cherish, you cherish the day that you, can, that you can pull on your boots and play a game, especially at the minute when, you know, the, the situation that we're in, it's a short season and all the rest, but you don't know how long it's going to last, you don't know whatever, so the big thing is that you've got to enjoy it, and You've got to enjoy the day that you're fit to pull on a pair of boots and go out and do whatever it is you can do to be involved uh, because it's it's a pleasure. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure. We appreciate you taking the time out of your vacation. Enjoy the rest of it and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with you over the week. No bother, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Yeah, I'll say uh, thoughts of uh, Archie. Uh, we Logan's in standby as well. He's just about to join us here. We want to take a look into Division 2 now and... Uh, We'll start with uh, Group 1 of Division 2. Ahaloui 314, Saban uh, uh, 11 points. Surprised at that result, Fergal? Well, Ahaloui have got it going on at the moment. That's a big score to rack up. So uh, not overly, you know, everybody's coming in dead a bit cold and you're not really sure about form. There's been limited lead-in, obviously. So we're all sort of playing in the dark a wee bit, but there's a few patterns emerging and there's a couple of clubs in the intermediate putting up big scores here and with a bit of a runaway train and eating dark. So nothing nothing surprises us, as you know, Damien, in this game. And Noel and, and Connor and Archie too. Never be surprised. I have to say, the, the Ahalu performance, I think, uh, there was a great bounce to them yesterday. Obviously, last week's result against Eglis was massive. Apart from the three points, the fact that they beat their nearest rivals, a team that's who are just down from senior football. It, it, yeah. it basically clarifies for them and, and emphasizes for them that all the work that they're doing is positive and it's working out. And yesterday, no hard to Saban. Saban came yesterday short a few players who, who, for various reasons, didn't travel. And they found the pace a bit hot, uh, hot to handle. And when you had Kieran Donnelly in form, young McElroy in form, listen, yeah. hard, hard to handle. And the scorers, Noel, you know, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's marked on scores and McElroy and the rest, and they're all tidy. Tidy players. And I have to say, Julie, Go- uh, Julie I was going to say Julie Gormley, but Julie McGlone and Rory McGlone as well, two yeah. who went on their form, they really are a handful. They can, they can compete in any yeah. position. They certainly know where the posts are. Noel, I manage them both, and uh, I know how good a footballers they are. Yeah, well, the the, uh, the goals yesterday came, Kieran Donnelly, Neil McElroy, and Conor Mullen for the three goals. The third goal came quite late in the game, but at that stage, the game was more or less over. Saban had started throwing the towel in. It was a, it was a comfortable one, 
for for Ahalu, but they'd be delighted. Four points out of four, perfect start, and yeah. uh, didn't ask for more. Yeah, yeah, sitting pretty and keeping the pressure on up the table there, and that's where you want to be. You just want to be looking at the table, no matter about relegation and the likes. It's all about confidence building and going into a championship. So if you're sitting with two wins out of two, you're feeling good about everything, you know. Well, speaking yeah. of another team that two wins out of two, Ahiyarn, 5-11 against uh, 2-10 for Ahir. Another great result for Ahiyarn, this time away from home. Massive result. Massive result. And I was talking to Tommy Moss earlier on it. Uh, Ronan McHugh had eight points yesterday for them uh, in absolutely splendid form. They really blew the uh, Ahir away. Yesterday, the, the, this game was won in the first half. They had five goals. We talked about Eden Dark and the teams against one of the big scores. The Ahiyar run up two big scores, two, two, two big wins, and uh, they were comfortable one each yesterday. Ahiyar just didn't really compete. But Fergal, I don't know if you back me up on this one, but the big test for Ahiyar is actually going to come next week when they host Gorton, because Gorton are a team like Ahiyar, very, very difficult to play against and very, very difficult to beat. Ah, the two rugged outfits, Noel, and neither spot somewhere you like to go. Heading up to Ahiyarn is, 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 a, is a, well, certainly from Stewartstown, it's a, it's a day trip, it's a journey, but uh, yeah, you know, they're blessed. They have a good tight outfit, they have a good setup. Ronan McHugh's an outstanding talent. In anybody's book, he's been blighted with injury, really, to be fair to him. And, uh, you know, it's good that he's getting the show as full value because I'm sure Connor has seen him on a training field and he can do things that aren't uh, easily done on a football field, really. So it's just a matter of getting him in the right mode and getting He's free, so he he's a fairly hot talent. Yeah. Connor, you played alongside Ronan McHugh. He is a he's a he's a quality player. I'm sure you've seen him up at Tyrone training and in house games. Uh, you know who the posts are. Yeah, <coughs> definitely. Um, delighted to see him back, and you know, seeing he picked up a good few scores last week, and obviously this week again. So great to see it. Um, he's a great lad first and foremost, and then obviously he's a great footballer and. You know, put him in the edge of your square in any team in, in Tyrone and he'd be playing there and he'd be taking seven, eight points in any division for any team. Great player. Interesting, Connor, a lot of talk obviously is about Ronan, but uh, his young brother yesterday, Owen McHugh, came on had to bag two goals for them. So, uh, you know, it just shows you that the, the quality is there. And they have a couple of young lads coming through. Big Shea Gallagher in the middle of the field as well. He's six foot four, six foot five. And he's an absolute giant of a man. And if, if we can nurture him along, I just think of himself, Mike and maybe somebody feed pairing those two guys, but he really is one for the future. But Ahiyarn have hit the ground running. They run up a couple of big scores. They have forwards who can score, uh, as I say, five goals. And although they're a bit disappointed that they let Ahiyarn for a couple of goals as well, I think overall, look up the Ahiyarn, get that performance, get that result. Give him a damn good start to the season for Ahiyarn. Yeah, and, and on just on Ahiyarn, Noel kicking 210 and losing the game. You know, it's and, and losing yeah. it well like in the end. Um, it's, it's a bit of a disappointing start for them. Disappointing, surely, Gary. Calvin had one six yesterday. Uh, you know, and, and Dar Donnelly, I think, got the other goal as well. Ian McElroy had three points. But they're just not going. I mean, from the start of the season, they, they haven't been going particularly well. You just get the feeling that the, they just aren't up for it as much as, as, as the other sides are. And I think that they could struggle. But the thing is this, and I think Fergal will be well aware of this one too. You know, a team like Ahar with the pedigree they have and the history they have, when the championship comes along, they'll just forget about the league completely. And on their day, they're quite capable of beating any team. 
Right. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Fergal. No, no, we we learned that in Stewartstown a couple of years ago up in O'Neill Park in Dungannon here, so we know all about their their stuff in the championship. Yeah, just into the next game, the Barra Gorton game. Barra a goal in twelve points. Gorton one goal in ten. That's a good result for Barra. And we're starting to see this these underage lads that uh, had so much success at, at various grades for Barra starting to come through on this Barra team now. And they're becoming a wee bit of a force now to take take out Gordian's no mean feat. Yeah. Go ahead, Virgil. Better spread, maybe a better spread of player, as you say, those ones coming through. I think it was a real ding dust and a, and a sort of a black card about 10 minutes out seemed to have a play a key role in it. So uh, I think it was a good ding dust game, but Burra, to their credit, have come up and have proved their worth in intermediate football. And uh, I would imagine, by the looks of it, they'll be there for a while even though we're all safe and sound this year from any the dreaded relegation. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right, Fergal. And the interesting thing was that, obviously, Barra playing all their matches away from home. The pitch is closed. Uh, you know, ground is, uh, at this stage, I think, it's ploughed up. The old stand has been knocked down. There's much yeah. stuff going on there. But they played in Gervaha yesterday. Not an easy place to, 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 to play. Um, you know, a forsaken home, home venue, particularly uh, against but they fought hard. They got an early goal. Niall Owens, Oshin Donnelly played particularly well. Uh, Arne Owens played particularly well. And again, uh, Gorchin showed their quality. Sean O'Magalier, another player you've had him. You know the quality of Sean O'Magalier. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be of the opinion that if he was ready to apply himself, he may, may not be that far away from, from senior county. Uh, but he, he, he again was, was certainly very much carrying the threat. And the the the, the guards and attack, but you got to give credit to Barra. They fought long, fought hard, to, and uh, a couple of late points from Washington Donnelly and Callow. I think it was that ensured yeah. the result and, and a massive, massive result it is. Yeah, no, uh, it's a good year to get work done around the club, really. So uh, the 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 it's coincided with that. But as you say, they're in Garvahi and those younger lads and. A couple of those lads were all involved in the twenty ones. Maybe not at the core of the panel, but they all. Have the ability to be in a panel and learn and bring themselves forward and young Oshin and Kaha the ones in these guys so uh, you know the, that's the way to do it get the spread and you're as good as your weakest link so uh, Barra are on the move and one of the things from Fergo we would have said about Barra in the past was that they, they were very very dependent on Martin Rogers Martin Rogers yeah. is up here and yet no Barra are competing more than just competing they're actually out there uh, and winning matches, which is, says an awful lot about attitude and commitment. Yeah. No, that's the key. You know, it's a, unless you're Peter himself, relying on one man's not a good proposition in any team. And that has, though, definitely was an over reliance on Martin. And I'm sure he'd be the first to say, listen, and maybe if he had a wee bit more of a cast around him when he was at his prime, they could have done serious business. They'd have gone back to the days when they're senior semi finals with the, the, uh, the Rogers, the Donnellys, the Grimes, all the boys. So, uh, you know, a couple of families in Berra had them very close to the top, as you, the older men in the conversation will remember back in the early 90s and 90s. But, uh, yeah, well, listen, it's good to see them doing well. Yeah, it's, good, it's, good, it's good for you to mention Noel and Archie there and the older men conversation. The rest yeah. don't have a clue what you're talking about, uh, Fergal. But, um, yeah, no, the Paul Donnellys of this world, I remember those guys running about playing senior football for Berra at one stage as well. I'm sure that's, that holds an ambition for them at some point in the future. Well, that's it. You know, they've got to aspire to that. I suppose we're all aspiring to that, but uh, 
sometimes you look up there and you get a bit of dread in your in your mind. But really, what we want to do is be up there and competing with the Rockies and the Fianna and Ergils and all the teams. So, uh, almost so, yeah, that's where we all want to be. Well, the final game in that group last uh, yesterday was the Clogher game. Clogher 14 points, Aglish 2-9. A very narrow uh, victory for Aglish in that game. Um, and by all accounts, Clogher gave a really good account of themselves yesterday, you know? Very much so. I, I watched Clogher last year when Big Joe was up with them. I looked to watch him in the Paris Derby with themselves in a heart. And I thought that they were outstanding. I saw them in a couple of league games as well. And they were well drilled, very, very focused. They knew what they were about, stuck to the task. And just made themselves difficult to beat. And in that pitch, uh, anybody who's ever played in Clough or, or been involved in matches there, it is a difficult pitch uh, to play on. It's a difficult pitch to get your bearings on. But they make the best of it. And uh, they certainly they made life very, very difficult um, for uh, for English yesterday. It wouldn't have been an easy one for them yesterday because Charlie McKenna passed away. Big, big f- figure in, in uh, Clough Club. Massive, massive man. He was always he was an umpire for... For Eugene McConnell, a lovely, lovely man, a real delicate family man, a real delicate GA man, and a massive, massive loss to the whole the whole community there. So I think it'll be difficult enough, but they really did fight hard yesterday. Connor Shields threatened them on. But again, we often say it how goal, how important goals are in matches like this. Eggish needed to bounce back yesterday. They did bounce back. Gregory Jordan, Emmett McKenna got the goals from. Luke Donnelly also contributed handsomely for them. Again, the player that you'd be familiar with, Luke Donnelly, uh, 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 Quality, quality player. Yeah. Um, and he, Connor, he's playing any come You know, Connor Shields is an outstanding footballer, you know, and it's brilliant that he's there and he's with Clahar and he's helping drive it on. And sometimes a death, as you know, too, as we all know, can bind the thing a bit. So, you know, Eglish came into the year as, you know, one of the fancy teams in this intermediate football. Now, they're just finding their way into it gradually. That's not to say they could cause, still cause bother because they have a lot of stuff uh, in their armory, Luke Donnelly, uh, obviously the McKenna's and stuff. So, yeah, slight, slight shock feel to that. But, uh, you know, Eglish will cause trouble before the year's out. I think also that it might be worth pointing out, Damien, that considering the situation they found themselves in last week with the COVID and all the rest, They'd be delighted just to be back out playing football, but even more uh, <laughs> delighted the fact that they got the result at a difficult venue. Yep, uh, so a good win for Eglish away from home. That picks us into uh, the other section in uh, grade and uh, Division 2, rather. And it was a victory for Rock, 11 points over Greencastle in Greencastle. That's not an easy place to go to get a win. Not an easy place to go and get a win. Greencastle, a lot of young players coming through. Paddy McElhatton, Sean Canadian guys, I guess. Players who are going to be there or thereabouts. Three very, very similar clubs insofar as, I mean, I, I, I always compare them with, with the schools and that their numbers in the school are very, very similar and therefore you're, you're looking at the same talent pool basically in terms of numerical uh, position. But um, you have to say that, that uh, Rock, that, that consistency and that quality in their forward line, you know, the Aidan, Aidan McGarry, Shane Murphy, Liam Nugent, Conor McCrease, these guys are always going to be a threat. They were the threat, they were the scoring threat, and that's how it proved on, on Sunday. But Greencastle, they'll be disappointed to have lost at home because it's a difficult place to go and they, they like making it difficult for teams to visit them. And Sean uh, Tegan and the guys up there will be very, very disappointed to have lost, and to have lost particularly by a single point. Hard one to take. Uh, the goal just after half-time uh, for them, Cahar McCullough and Sean Keneally actually shared the scores yesterday. Cahar McCullough, uh, had a penalty just after a half time to put them ahead, but 
unfortunately, they, uh, they weren't able to hold on to it and uh, Rock aged it by a point. Two tough points to get, but it'll be something that Rock will take a lot from. Yeah, yeah. we'll move now into the uh, Taddy Ray game. Taddy Ray were home yesterday to Murtown. Uh, going seven points for Taddy Ray, one ten for Murtown. Murtown taking the spoils there. That's their first victory of the season. Um, and two teams are supposed to come in from uh, two defeats last weekend. Um, Taddy Ray will want to find their feet sooner rather than later. Fergal? Well, I hope they don't find it next weekend because the Hearts are travelling up to them. That's why, that's why I'd mentioned it. Um, I was hoping it's the feet clean under them this weekend. But uh, no, uh, Taddy Ray, yeah, because in fairness, you know, they have just come down. They had a, that brilliant rise. The sort of classic backdrop to that game yesterday in uh, the sense of the two Stevies, Stevie McHugh and Stevie Ferguson travelling back up where they had such success. So, you know, there's always a quirk in most matches somewhere, and uh, you know, it's not again, it's not an easy place. Nowhere's easy to go nowadays. But uh, so it's a big win for Muirtown. We were down in Muirtown the weekend before, and they probably were disappointed the way things worked out. So you know, nothing like a defeat to put the put the buck to you. And uh, my worry would be that on the back of two defeats, Taddy Ray will be in sort of fighting form this weekend. You know. Yeah, I suppose the two Stevies were absolutely delighted there's a global pandemic because they would probably walk into their home dressing room last yesterday maybe. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> the point. that's the point but uh, yeah well listen they brought great success up there the great times and I'm sure they're still held in high regard you know when we know when teams are successful people don't forget the people about them so uh, you know but life moves on and the two boys are now down in the east uh, Lock Shore, you know, where the best football is around the Lock Shore there, Connor, down in the East of Rome. But uh, so, you know, they'll be glad to be out of the traps because, you know, I sensed the week before and from Tampa and stuff, you know, they don't they don't plan on losing too many games. They'll be disappointed with that defeat last week, but yesterday was a, a massive pick-me-up for them. Although they, they, they were mid-fight all the way, you know, uh, James Darcy, Collie Harkin, Owen Murray, those guys made it really, really difficult. It was a very, very competitive game. Taddy Ray led in the break one one four four, but uh, credit to to, to Muirtown that hung in. Young Mark Devlin, uh, Brian McLaren, and, and Sean Kelly, and they get Sean Kelly goal actually. It was the seed the win, and uh, as I say, the drive home yesterday for two Stevies, I would imagine, would have been a very very vociferous one, but a very very enjoyable one. Yeah. It's also a very short one as well. They're only up the road, um, but. Uh, now on to the next one, Neve Owen. They had a draw last week in their opening game, but uh, they ran into the juggernaut that is Aidan Dark at the minute. 7-18 for Aidan Dark, 12 points for Neve Owen. Um, and a big, another big scoring performance from Darren McCurry. Well, go ahead, Darren. Well, do you know what? That, that was what I, that's the team that I look, was looking forward most to seeing this year, that Neve Owen, because I, I sort of figured if Dregish could bring something onto the Newton Stewart table, you know, that could be that could be difficult enough. And I when I was looking at it, I didn't fancy it for our way. Now the double edge on that is Eden Dork looked like a senior team playing an intermediate somewhat. Now uh, you know a couple of years ago, but for a dodgy black card they were in the county final with the Fiona beaten. You know, that's not so long ago. The men back, the Martin Rounds might be back there playing he frees up Niall Morgan to play proper ball. It's possibly a role for him in the drone setup too. Uh, and uh, so 
Eden Dork are going to take a lot of talking to. We we drew the short straw on pulling ourselves out or being pulled out in the same group as them. But you know what? I'm really looking forward to seeing Eve Owen and see how they get on. And I know Big Finbar's at the helm there doing his bits. So fair play. It's going to take a week wait for that whole thing to, to blend together and, and, and yeah. to find the, the right mix, no doubt about it. But, I mean, they, they came up yesterday against a team that are certainly, I mean, look, the truth is, it's even darker a senior team. That's, that's the, the long and the short of it. And they're now starting to play like a senior team. And I honestly think that if things go right for them this year, and I, I, I do believe they will, they'll be very, very difficult to beat in, in either league or championship. And if, if uh, the championship, you know, with the quality they have up front, you know, and, and boys like Conor Mal and, and, and Colin Kirkpatrick and that coming through, that they have plenty of talent, not just Sean McCurry himself, but there's plenty of other guys there too who can make life difficult. It's a well-balanced team, well-balanced club. And I think if you get the rub of the green, they'll not be too far away when it's all sorted at the end of the year. Yeah, well, as you know, Noel, it's all about the players and how good they are. And uh, they have a flush of good players there, you know. And they could go up and do a trillic then and move on to higher things up there because it wouldn't be in bad company. They wouldn't be, they wouldn't be out of their depths up there. No, as you mentioned that 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 day they lost to Ireland, uh, that that black card from Neil Morgan that just changed the game completely because all, that, that day Ireland could do nothing with them in terms of picking the lock. Just couldn't. Everything well, it was. Uh, it was a horror show for Eden Dark, and in truth, my read on it was that it was slightly late. Fair on shoulder, and anyway, who am I? But that's that's the run of it. He's skied laughing there. He's thinking it. <laughs> it's a sort of tackle that he, he gets all the time, and nobody passes it. I'm trying to work out what Morgan's head for him. First, he says it's the first black yard, now he's got him with a thrown seniors down I feel. No, but uh, I would actually probably agree with both of them. You know, now that even late, we're probably a harsh black yard in that day. And, I know one thing I've played against in Dark when he's been playing as a speaker and he can definitely do a job and he's like a quarterback there. Give him that reunite 50, 60 yards, he'll soon find a pass. Yeah. No, he's a tidy footballer. He's a very tidy footballer. And that's that person nets too. That takes us on then very nicely to the last game of the day. Of that, uh, It was Stewartstown, uh one fifteen. Owen Rose 2-12, and as uh, Noel McGinn's good friend Jackie Fullerton says, well done to whoever won that game. Uh, uh, so, Fergal, draw? Draw. We thought we were out the gate twice. First half, started the second half, out the gate again, five up. Thought we were sitting pretty. And uh, boom, the, the old oh. goal. Amory, like, late goal at the end of the first half, right on the whistle. Just a fortunate enough one, we thought. But anyway, next goal, ran into traffic. Quick breakaway right down the middle. Boom, net. And uh, we had a goal for it at the end, but just didn't work out. But anyway, it draws a draw. And in fairness, it was a ding-dust of a game. Mullock Moyle was packed. There was cars everywhere. I didn't get time to look to see if people were sitting in their cars. Mostly are out of their cars. The sun was shining. And we had a great... All the reserve players, everybody had a great day yesterday afternoon. I know you like to be winning all the time, and maybe it's just uh, the older you get. But I must say, it's great to have it all back. The pitch was in great shape, and uh, it was a good afternoon for everybody who was around Mullockmore yesterday evening. But definitely, it felt like a point lost uh, rather than a point gained. Well, not to thank me and Glenn Morning, but I'm really honest with you, man, privately. 
it's felt like a point loss. Interesting thing, I have to say, and Fergal sort of mentioned last week about, uh, about uh, Owen Rose and concerns about them. I've seen Owen Rose develop over the last couple of years, and I'm really delighted for them because they are what, what, what they're working with there and where, and where they're working. Canada always be easy, but they are a very progressive club, fantastic facilities that they have now put together, and to see them now being rewarded with, with a team that can go to the likes of Stuart St. Fergal, because let's be honest, it's not an easy venue for teams to visit, but to go up there and fight the way they fight to the last, to see that draw as he did with a, a late point, fantastic for them. And a load yeah. of applause to you. I have to say, I'm delighted for Owen Rose. Great, great point. And, the, yeah. the, Fergal, you've upset him by mentioning all the good footballs played in East Road. I know, I know. You would love that one. And you would love that one. Nah. But uh, no, no, I suppose, yeah. No, without sounding patronising about them, they've a better spread of player now. We used to go up there, even the junior football and stuff. But they're, you're as good as your weakest link, and there wasn't any or uh, on view yesterday. And you know they have a better spread of player. That's without Big Cahill, uh as well. You know, and uh, you know they're a, they're a, they're a, they're a competitive team, and they showed their their commitment yesterday. And Barry Tracy and all of them, and and they went for it. And it was a good, hard, tough game. And, we had a go at the end for a point and didn't work out. And it was, uh, uh, yeah, full credit to them. Listen, we're not making any complaints. We'll just get on with next week here and get up to Taddy Ray. Well, I have to say also, uh, just to yourselves, to Shearsound Club, facilities that you have there at the moment, absolutely top draw. We've, Damien, we've been there a few times covering championship matches, even the flood of the games and all the rest. Fantastic atmosphere, super venue, credit to the club, credit to the community, and long may it continue. Yeah, well, I meant to say the best pitches are in the East of Trome, around Mullet Moyle there too, but uh, no, no. I have to say that it's brilliant that the, the facilities up there are so good because when we come up from the West to show you guys how to play football, it's important that I know. the surface is good, you know. I'm only joking. I spend a lot of my time in the West, as you know, Noel, so I ought to be, I ought to be more careful. But uh, no, no, all the pitches are probably the better of lockdown. Uh, our pitch has occurred for like an egg in any event, Rory O'Neill there and, and, and others. And people ring me all winter, Fergal, any chance, and all you know, various, all sorts of people that you would like to facilitate. And I invariably give them Rory's number, and then he hammers me about a week later for giving out his number, saying, I ring Rory about it because I know the answer. I said, listen, try yeah. we try to look after, but it's better a lockdown, and, and yes. No, we like to we like to hopefully have a have a good welcome for anybody that comes down, and we have a good pitch and with great lights for games. Maybe as we go on in the year here, we might become relevant in that regard as well. So listen, you know it's credit to everybody, and I could give you twenty names here now, but I'll give them to you another night, and they all deserve top credit. No what? Well, fair play. Um, right, we're going to Division 1 now. Um, Conor McCaskey, he'll be getting wakened up here now. Um, and he, cause he'll have plenty of lies to tell us, I'm sure, when he gets started here. Uh, I have to say it's been a long ambition for him to be on, on this show. And uh, I think he's absolutely delighted to be on it tonight. Uh, Carrick Moore, Dungannon, nine points apiece. Uh, Connor, Ryan Daly and Colin Holmes, Trump Manor managers. So uh, there was no deal done here, was there? <laughs> I'd say I'll say um, two good teams there with um, a wee bit of mixture. Dungannon came down with Trinidad last year and serious young team is, you know, plenty of pace and quality in it. And obviously, I know he's mentioned last last week with Paul Dunn, he joined the ranks and I know it's top quality uh, forward going in. But 
also Jack War, bit of mixture, and some Pandos Gormley, Mark Delney still doing the business there with a couple of younger lads in, and obviously you've got guys like Rory Lahern and Johnny Monroe back from um, Down Under coming back in, so yeah, it's probably um, a draw, so I'm sure both teams will take that, and as long as you get through that with no injuries coming up the championship, I'm sure they're happy enough. Interesting thing about that game yesterday was that uh, Dungannon at one stage looked like they were home and hose, they were leading by uh, four or five points. Then there was a bit of a, shall we say, a, a coming together, a, a dumped up, a contra trump, maybe that may be the wrong word. Fergal, you can give us the, the, the legal ver- the, the jargon that we might use. But it was Carrick Moore who bounced and, and coped with it best because when it was all sorted out, it was down to 13 aside. And with 13 aside, the two young fellas, Martin Penrose, and Mark Donnelly then were able to uh, use their pace and guile. And those two guys were part of the comeback and made points from, from, from themselves. And Daniel Fullerton uh, made a nine-all draw. And I think at the end of the day, both teams were happy with the, with the draw. I think um, that bit of a scuffle that you talk about, we call that experience in Tenono. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an affray in legal terms. <laughs> Told you, I told you the belays as soon as uh, Adam McAllister started talking here the night. Oh, I knew that would be an issue. Noel, you were in uh, Kelly Flaher to watch uh, Kelly Flaher record a big victory there. 312, well, big ish in the end. 312 to 2-9. They were very much in control of this game throughout. But uh, Moy, as is their way, recently certainly score goals near the end to Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the uh, Killer Tower were very impressive in the first half. And the interesting thing was, it's a younger players, the last coming through, young Rafferty there coming through in the minor, from the minor team. Oshie McCann, three McCann brothers played yesterday. Oh, Noel has just disappeared for a second or two. I don't know where he's going. Uh, Connor, the... Uh, the oh, sorry. You're back. You're back, yeah. Noel. I'm just saying, Oshie, Oshie McCann was the, 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 the pick of the, 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 the two teams yesterday. He was, he was absolutely brilliant at centre-forward. But a good performance, one eight to three points at half time, looked to be in control, but it was a breeze blowing. There was, uh, as Connor might describe it, there was an, an experience just shortly into the start of, after the start of the second half, which led to a red card for both teams. Kelly Clark then went down to 13 because Emmett McFadden picked up a, a black card. And uh, it was, it was, the end came, it just it wasn't as, as clear cut as, as first appeared. And the Moy came back into it. Uh, Peter Mallon uh, struck over a couple of great points. Stevie Dunn, he got a goal, and suddenly it was it was game on. But a second and third goal then, Mark Bradley created a lovely goal that he, that he created, and a late goal then from Jordan Barton. And Kelly Clahar saw it home, I suppose, handy enough in the last, even though Sean, Sean uh, Gavna got a late, late goal, and there was no danger Kelly Clahar was going to lose that game. Yeah, now on to uh, Locke McCurry. Locke McCurry hosted Ergel Kieran yesterday, and I suppose Ergel, after the experience of last week, weren't going to make the same mistake this week. They pulled away early on, and it was it, there were comfortable winners in the end, 20 points to nine. Comfortable winners, yeah, indeed. And again, Peter Hart, Dara Kavna, and uh, Paddy McGarry, guys, I guess, were, were, were very much to the fore yesterday. We all know the talent that Ergel have. Uh, sometimes, for, especially for, for younger or less experienced teams, playing Ergel, just the name itself almost is, is nearly enough. You, you start off two or three points behind, but Ergel yesterday, Hit the ground running. They were getting back on the up on the horse again after last week's uh, defeat. But led by Peter Hart, led by Derek Kavanagh, the Calvin, big pardon. They, they was a very very impressive performance. Second half, not McCrory come back into it. Uh, 
the, the uh, young Donahue, young Gallagher, uh, I think he had seven points between them, but it was very much uh, one-way traffic and a very, very convincing victory for for Errigal. And it tells that story that you know they, they have a distance to go yet in terms of uh, what's required for senior football. Yeah, Connor Errigal, obviously one of the teams to look out for this year, and they'll have championship aspirations, no doubt. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm sure Errigal are probably like. Every club in um, Division 1 at the minute, when you look to it, there doesn't seem to be really a weak link and everybody will be aiming to put a good run in the championship. Obviously, Lock McCrory's come, coming up really well and your club's doing great things in the youth and you know what else came through the senior football at the moment and they're battling very well and credit where credit's due. But I think, as you said, Damien, they probably came up against um, an early Kieran team that was curtaining a bit from last week and giving away maybe two points that they had in the bag. and. Obviously, the quality they have all over the pitch, um, you can't let them get a head start and start chasing them. And obviously, picked off uh, 20 points is a uh, serious kicking. So, um, to show that they've got a spread of quality all over. So, definitely, we'll be looking to be one of the top contenders when it comes down to the championship. Yeah, and talking about a serious kicking in terms of result, uh, you know, and the Camroy had 2 11 yesterday up against a pretty experienced Arbo team. Nine points, disappointing for Arbo. That's two defeats in a row for them in the league. An important two points for Primary to get themselves back on the on track again. Yeah, um, I was actually talking to a couple of Arbo ones that were sort of saying that they've been you know, trained hard and they've been going well. And um, I suppose they got beat last week as well. And it's probably a real kick in the teeth for them, two in a row. So they'll be looking to bounce back this weekend. Um, but again, two and a half from Primary. Um, they came up from Division 2, you know, and it just shows you, like, you know, with teams coming up where um, all is going to be competitive. Um, probably something similar to, you know, like in Dark, or probably a senior team playing Division 2 football now, probably in that category as well. And it came up and, you know, a big scalp with two 11s, be returning. Definitely nice to pick up two points against Arbo every any day of the week. Low scored first half of that one, 5 4 and half time. Kieran McGeary hit four out of the five points for. For from Roy, but the goals as we often talk about, I mentioned earlier, Damien, uh, the goals are, are have a massive influence in the game. And Kieran McKenna and Gavin Goodfellow got the three vital scores. But at no stage, really, you know, in the second half, particularly, Arbo didn't look like like uh, really troubling uh, from Roy. From Roy were were good value for the win. But uh, Arbo is starting to look at that now. Two two games, two defeats doesn't doesn't augur well for the rest of the season. They need a win, and they've still got our next at home. And that's the big test for them. Yeah, that'll be a big game this weekend. Into Group 2 then, of course. Um, the uh, Galway had a home game up against Dromore. It was an intriguing look, enough looking game that on paper. And uh, it proved to be a, a tight encounter. And there was another experience, I believe, in that game as well, as we're now calling them. But uh, it seemed to settle out fairly quickly in the end. And the, the Dromore men came away with a 2-10 to 13 point win. Yeah, well, Dromore, an interesting team. Uh, the quality side, as Connor and, and Fergal both know, uh, plenty of talent there. But they lost at home last week in a very uh, insidious affair against them. There's no, there's no real buzz to it. And, and, and it, it was one of those games that you just thought that uh, there was shadow boxing, Damien. But yesterday against uh, Galway, now they, they went out, they picked the team to do a job, and they went out. Sean O'Neill had a massive, massive role in that game. Until I suppose the, the legs give up on them and uh, Galby come back into the game. I think if Galby were to play it again, they would possibly uh, look at, at, at their strategy towards the, the kickouts because uh, they, 
out, short kickers all the time, give them up. You think you've size the gap, space and time to build because of the punishment. And I think as Galbi were playing again, they might go man to man on the kick out, ask questions of the, of the kicker, and then uh, see, see uh, how it turns out. They were very unfortunate, too, because early in the game, they were point ahead uh, straight from the, from, uh, in the first minute. And then Daniel Kerr chipped the goalkeeper, and uh, Dean McGill got back and just got his hands on the ball, knocked it off the post and out the But it could have been a great start. But anyway, as I said, goals came in again. Two goals from Demore yesterday. John Reed and Dagan McNulty made the, the difference. And Demore, look, uh, the way things are, nobody will be fancying them or, or, or drawing them in the championship. No, certainly a team that will be coming uh, on the charge, no doubt. Um, on to the Trillick game. Trillick win 14, uh, Donald Moore 13 points. Uh, Trillick missing a number of players yesterday, but still managing to get over the line. Uh, Four-point factory for them at home against Donald Moore. Yeah, they rested a few players yesterday and uh, they weren't at full strength, but uh, it just looked like a game, uh, you know, Simon Gardy got a goal, which ultimately proved, on, on the scoreboard approves the difference, but Look, there was much more in it than than, than the four points. I, I just you get the feeling it's like they're they're just <laughs> like a, a horse or a jockey because I just to give the horse a run in the morning. You know they they just give the players a run. They just the eye and the focus is very much in the championship. There's two points. They, you know they've got the, the two points on the table. But I you know you just with the quality they have, they give them Mary Donnelly football. Uh, they, 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 and, and that and that's that's very very important. But. Connor, you got up close and personal with them last week. Um, it was a it was a different performance than this week. Yeah, well, <clears throat> actually, in the first 10, 15 minutes last week, um, they caused us um, a few problems, and we actually cleared one off the line. Um, I went down the field, and Donny hit the net. It sort of like swung the game in our favour. We got a quick goal after that, and maybe gave us a platform to build on it, but. Um, I definitely agree with Noel. Um, I believe that we played well last week, but I think Trillick are maybe um, just keeping themselves right and that they're just giving boys a, a run out. I think they were lacking that wee bit of you know match practice or that match intensity and they're just feeding their way into the first league game. But um, definitely quality all over the pitch and I definitely think they'll become a lot better of a team coming in this sort of championship. Yeah, they are say that, that historically, the championship is what matters As to a club or for the club. The championship is massive, and uh, you know, you just you just get that feeling that the, if, if they really, you know, get the, get get all their 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 aces in the right places, they could be very very difficult to stop. Yeah, they've been they've been playing at that level now for the last few years, and you know, as Fergus mentioned earlier on, and um, like uh, Ian Norfolk did similar, and um, Trevor came from intermediate football and just made that step up, and you know. You can't make that step straight into senior football and go compete and win championships. So you don't have the quality players and a system in place. So we've definitely got that. And um, definitely the last few years definitely um, makes it look like they'll come good. And I wouldn't just be reading the right anytime soon. Yeah. Well, just on Donald Moore, Fergal, um, I suppose a team, you might say, slightly more in transition this year than they were in the last few years. Their uh, yeah. change of management there and with the problem. John Rafferty to look after them, their their fortunes now, and I suppose no 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 threat of relegation or anything this year. But it's uh, it's going to be an interesting year for them in terms of because they had a lot of momentum in recent years. Yeah, in fairness, it is in transition, Damien. It's just you know what I see here and what I feel is 
And again, it's dangerous to make too many predictions around football. But if we're sitting having this conversation in about five years' time, some someday Donald Moore are going to come out of this thing and they're going to have the quality at the high end of the field. And, uh, you know, that's going to be the telling difference in terms of winning matches. But at the moment, you know, it just seems as though getting the scores is, is, is difficult and that's what it's all about. Yeah, they seem to be playing the, the two uh, McKenna's well into the defence this year. Two men that would be featuring fairly high on their scoring list are, are playing in around the half-back and full-back line last week anyway. Yeah, well, that's it. Sometimes the older you get, you get moved about a bit, you know. But Niall and Peter, Niall was a serious talent in my view. You know, could have done more with Tyrone, possibly. Uh, has all the skills, had Eugene's fielding ability. As Noel will have seen up close, the only difference is you just don't field as much now. You know, Eugene could have fielded 20 a game. If Niall fielded two a game nowadays, you've, 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 you've had a brilliant feeling. So, you know, not just because I'm living in the middle of it and married to one, but at times I feel for them a bit. But listen, uh, I think they're on the right system with underage. They've got a flush of talent. There's houses being built all around the place. And eventually the numbers game and the talent game will come. And I think it might come out in a wee bit of an avalanche again. Maybe that's just not wanting to live in Rome and fight with the Pope, you know, just keep, keep it right. But again, normally, they have a lot of, you guys have seen about underage and have a lot of stuff coming. Yeah, again, I have to say, Fergal, just like, like yourselves and Stuart saying, uh, Damien and I will, will, will find us when we go there. We're so well received. Yeah. are absolutely top drawer, fantastic. And it's a credit to them, a credit to the communities. And again, I suppose it's just what the GA is about. They're a really, really receptive club. They, they, they do serious, serious work there. And it's a club that's rooted very much in the community. The community is very much in the club. And you know this, if they were to get us a bit of success in one of the League Cup, I don't think too many people would mind. No, no, that's right, Noel. It's run properly, it's run well, and it's an hospitable atmosphere. And, uh, you know, that's the bottom line. I had a few wee interludes with them with Cushy back a few years ago because I was living here and... Uh, I suppose when you're in the dressing room, you're privately sort of saying, listen, lads, being nice takes you so far, but once you're in the middle of the white lines, you got to, you know. But anyway, less said, sooner than I, I find it very interesting that Noel McGinn says nobody would mind if Don Moore won the championship the night that Kevin Kelly's not on the show. Anyway, interesting. <laughs> the, parish, uh, the parish rivals might, might, have a, might have a word on that one. But that brings us on to the final game of the day. And uh, we didn't know what the result was in this game. We called it yesterday. We thought that uh, Clano had won the game in the end. Social media was all wrong. It ended up it was a draw. 2-9 for, for Dyer Lachan. Uh, 15 points for Clano. Bit of a wake-up call, Connor. Yeah, um, like I said, I think um, a lot of people were talking about our result with Trillick. And, you know, as I said, you know, Trillick weren't, you know, fully far and we did play good football. But it was a completely different game when down to Derry Lachlan. Um, set up similar than what they did in the colliding game the week before. They set up defensively. Um, Pedro for win the first half. Um, got a goal to kickstart them and went 1-3, 1-4 to maybe a point up. Um, or won six to four points down half time and turned with the wind. And, um, we sort of played our way back in the game and we got two points up front and you know then we gave a real bad goal away. Twenty nine minutes played in the second half. So 
went from being happy to, I'd say, probably a, a draw came out uh, for enough result and both teams would take it. But sure, Derry Lachlan probably thought they had chewed away a bit when we got two points in front and we gave a bad goal away to go a point down. But um, thankfully, the, the new marker came in and took full advantage of that. Um, I, hear, I heard a few um, Derry Lachlan men walking out complaining about the new rules. They're there to be used, and I took full advantage of it. To be honest, interesting. Just as you say that, Connor, uh, Fergal Mikalski, I think, got the goal that, that put them up, up late, late in the game. But yeah. the thing, Fergal, I don't know if you would have found this yesterday, but I mean, I, I, I had a really good close look at the at the mark yesterday, and it caused all sorts of problems. It really did because the referee blew the whistle, the defenders were stopped, a forward wouldn't put the uh, the hand up, and then if he made. In any forward movement at all, you put a hand on him, you tackle, it's a free. And defenders didn't know, but what was, was most interesting in this one, I wanted to get this discussion going on this one, was that uh, the, sp- the spectators certainly don't know what the rule is because they were baying for blood. And, you know, yeah. and it's obvious that they are not up to speed with what the, the new rule is. Yeah, I'm sorry, Harry. It's a very interesting one, Noel. On Saturday night, I punched out a wee synopsis of it to our men to try and put it back in the heads and read it again but we made an instance where there's five seconds and people are banned for blood and it's now 15 seconds and the referee then panicked now I think that was in the reserve game and the ref flipped it over and all the rest then the men inside at one stage yesterday I was sort of questioning a mark but again once you're inside the big square then it's a different arena altogether, you know. You've got your four seconds, you can be tackled. It's, it's, it's confusion abounds. You know, if you go down low and catch a ball, how do you get the arm up? You know, there's, I found it challenging to put it mildly, really. And in terms of coaching it, managing it, we've had Stevie Campbell in twice this year. Uh, in terms of in-house games, you're refereeing them, you're trying to stimulate it a bit and get boys aware to it and get the hands up. And you know, and because it's so compressed this year, Noel too, really, you know, we reckon it worst of weather and then the whole thing shut down. We've now got them we had some beautiful evenings and we weren't allowed out in the pitches and whatever. Now we've got it, but we've got it sort of rammed in and it's it's not easy to get the work done on the ground with players, never mind supporters, and it's it's proven to be tricky. It will be fascinating to see how the county season works out yeah. with it in the year. My, my view of it quite simply was because of the circumstance of COVID and because of the situation with the late start of the season and all the rest, the best thing to do was f- forget about it and trial it now after Christmas, during the Mechanical Cup, the FBD League uh, and all those uh, competitions. Yeah. File it there, see how it goes, because I can tell you from watching it yesterday up close, because I really was, we were up in the media tower, Kelly Clark, had a really good view of it. Uh, it was very, very difficult for the referee, very difficult to handle, very difficult to call, but also that pressure, as you mentioned, Fergal, that comes on from the sideline, from managers, from spectators, and from, from, from the, the, those involved. Does a, a difficult job that the referee has to do has just become a whole lot more difficult. We are. We had we had an example yesterday where um, a bit of confusion even set in. Martin Sutton was refereeing the game, and I think we had got a free or a mark in midfield. The ball was kicked forward to Big Danny, and he caught the ball, and Martin blew the whistle. Mm-hmm. So Danny, Danny put the hand up and took the mark, and then the Derry Lachlan boys, Danny had stopped, and the Derry Lachlan boys started complaining that he's not allowed to take a mark. 
then Danny tries to play the ball and he's getting tackled, he fists the ball away. So any momentum or advantage that Danny had of getting out in front of his man was lost because the confu- confusion over the marker. Yeah. Well, Mark, Mark, morning, actually, we just we discussed that with Devlin this morning and he mentioned the confusion. But listen, it's it's it's, it's, it's as clear as mud and it's going to get, get even clearer. As, I mean, before we, we, we uh, go on here, you left out the Coal Island only game. You had no, no, we're coming to that too. We're coming to that. We're going to wrap that one up last. Yeah, the Coal Island, of course, at a 213 to 9 point victory over Roma. First half, very tight encounter. Um, both sides playing um, a lot of good football. Oma really controlled possession, I thought, in the first half and carried carried a lot of it into deep into the Colonial defence. Um, not always getting the scores, but um, Colonial wasted a lot of ch- chances in the first half to be very disappointed with some of their shooting. Probably Kane kicked over a couple of point, a point, lovely point in the first half. Paddy McNeese looked very dangerous inside. He's still crafty. He knows where how to how to make the runs in there. And uh, yeah, they were they they looked they looked. Uh, Probably they probably should have uh, went in uh, more ahead at half time than they did. Uh, Bradley Fox playing very well for for Omar, kicked a couple of nice points as well. Um, Ron O'Neill looked very sharp in the opening half, but it looked like he's picked up a bit of a hamstring uh, twins towards the end of the first half. He went off, um, so Omar were a different side in the second half without him. They just had the same cutting edge up front, and whereas Kalil were superb in the second half, I thought they really controlled the game. Uh, Michael McKernan came into Potty Hampshire really just was masterful at the back. Um, and around the middle of the field then you have uh, Pete and uh Kane pouring forward. was really, really impressed with two half forwards, Bailey Leonard and uh, Peter Hearn, the serious pace. Once those guys go, they go and they there's they take a lot of uh, uh, watching. And then you turn him Quinn up front who kicked I think he's six points on the on the day as well, five of those from play. So yeah, Kaliland um Sort of toyed a wee bit about with uh, Oma in the opening half, but they turned on the afterburners in the second half and they were very, very impressive winners. And uh, I say a team that will be looking forward to championship, but you're no more so than their neighbours who they're playing in the first round. And I see the championship winning jersey up behind you there, Connor. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a makeshift uh, work office at the minute. So, what was a uh, footballer with a few jerseys up around the wall and stuff on the TV to watch a bit of football? Is, is, your, is your team talk all star jerseys up there, Connor? No, they're in a special room ready for themselves. <laughs> yeah, so full of them, we can't keep. I told you, there'll be no more of them handed out to them if that's the way he's going to behave with them. We should have had them up there behind him tonight. So if they're not there, that's the, that'll be the end of that. I was going to wear one, but I didn't know which one to wear, you see, so I didn't want to. So they're obviously not in a frame. So you we're gonna wear them. Just when you mentioned Colin and Roma, Damien, uh, a big thanks to Vinnie McCann and the guys from Colin for hosting us yesterday with the, the stream and our thanks to John Coyle and Metro CCTV for, for, for taking that on and doing a damn good job with it. And they were hoping to get around as many clubs as we can uh, in the league to get uh, stream the games live because uh, there's no doubt there's an appetite for it and it's brilliant to be able to, to bring it to, to, to people uh, and uh, long may long may it continue. Yep, it went down very well yesterday and um, there was a very decent crowd in to watch the game as well, all very well, socially distant and it was a, it was a, it was a, it's obviously a great venue to watch a game and I know the boys down in Kalein are working hard to try and get floodlights up as well, they, they're trying to turn that into another championship venue so uh, Stewartstown and Kalein for the club championship this year, be handy enough for me, you, know, you can, you can you know, make your way down, see if you... Yeah, every, every, everything in East Jerome. Yeah, yeah. Well, come here, <laughs> listen, 
before we, we, we finish up or wrap things up, I don't know if any of you are following the Aussie rules of the weekend, but a big one for Essendon. There was a brilliant bit of skill. I don't know if you saw the wee cameo that, uh, with, with Conor McKenna. A lovely run up the middle of a wee sidestep on a, on a solo. Brilliant yeah. stuff. All. Big win for him. The, the finger operation he had was a big success. I think everything's going well. So we, we wish him well for the rest of the season. They're going well there at the moment, the Bombers. And uh, as I say, when we spoke to him, he, he was uh, very, very uh, positive about, about the GA. But the interesting thing, one of the things he did say was, that he isn't, he's not a fan of the the uh, the mark at all in Gaelic games. He thinks yeah. that uh, doesn't belong. Yeah, well, he's seen it up close. But you know what an athlete and what a player and what a skin. You know, I had him when he was seventeen, playing on twenty-one team with three years to go, and he was an absolute gem. And I thought I'd take him out for a walk one night in Garvahi and sort of see if anything could be done to keep him. In the red hand county, and within two seconds, he just simply said, "Listen, Perlow, I don't do this now. I'll edit. I'll never." But I still harbour hopes that we could have him back in the county because he's a serious piece of work. He, he was with the minors. He would have been with the under twenty ones, obviously. That first year, uh, you know, it just didn't work out, and he was super young, really. But uh, no, no, listen, what a civil, civil fella, you know, from a solid family and a solid club and we'd love to have him back here. Damien, we, when we spoke to him, that on the 21, not one on all Ireland medal, on the 21s was something that... Uh, yeah, I that, think there, was, there were, two, were two things that really hurt him the most. The first one was watching the under 21s win the All-Ireland down in Parnell Park that night. He said that was a real, that was a real tough, uh, tough night for him. Um, the second one was then sitting watching uh, Tyrone in 2018, Skeet, you were Looked about that team, All Ireland final day, and he felt that uh, uh, he was sitting in the Hogan stand, and he said, "Sir, uh, you know that was one of those games that he just felt he, he could have contributed to and he could have been part of." And you know, those are those are tough, hard decisions for him. But I feel it's uh, the return might not be too far away, hopefully. So uh, let's let's hope for that. Yeah, right. Right. He sent us a video message that time just before the final and maybe it was cruel that it happened, you know, and I never spoke to him about it since. In fact, I only met him once when he had a club game or whatever. But uh, I felt at the end of that video message the week before that final, I just could feel the heartbreak in him, you know. And he just got it switched off. Bang, there you go, lads. All the best. Good luck. I think Larkin Martin was about with us and there was a link and stuff. And, and, and my heart bled from then, you know. But you know, Keith, he would have been an advantage on that eighteen team. Yeah, he's not over. He he trained the, the summer before he went. They must be after the Niners. He was in the senior pound for a handful of games. I mean, he was training in Gervahi, and the man's an absolute machine. And pace on is ridiculous. It's something that you know. There's quick players around the chunks out at the minute, like when he was just on another level. It just shows you know the athlete that he is to go play a professional sport. And you know, fair play to him, he's written, he's made a great name for himself and he's backed up with his um with great performances for Essington. But um, yeah, as he, t- he talks and the more he talks, you sort of see that he's missing um playing for Agnes, missing maybe being back home, and that'd be a great um boost for firstly his club. But, Definitely, yeah, Paulie's area, effort for own, and let's say um, everybody up in Rivahi will be 
welcome him up in arms because he's probably talented and a good lad as well to have around squad. No doubt about uh, it. And we're looking forward, hopefully, to seeing his talents here soon, uh, back in back in Tyrone. But, uh, no, well, I think that more or less wraps us up, unless we're going to turn this into a Tuesday morning show as well. Um, but well, uh, it's, it's, I'll tell you what it has, Damien. It's been the longest show we, we, we've done ever, and, that, and that's not bad. We've been soliciting a liar with it. So that's <laughs> as long as the solicitor's not the liar, no. <laughs> Get that Team Talk jersey into a frame, would you? <laughs> Anyway, listen, uh, Archie's gone, obviously, but our thanks to Archie for the, his, his input on particular Division 3 stuff. Uh, Fergo, Division 2, and Connor, Division 1. Great to have you with us, fans. And uh, maybe the next Monday night, we might come back on again and see just where we are and see who's smiling on, on next Monday night and uh, as we reflect back over, over the weekend's fixture. But uh, that's the LCC uh, Monday show, folks. Well, until you wrapped up. Our thanks to Damien, Archie, Connor, and Fergo. And we will talk to you later in the week. Thank you very much.